Hey everybody, welcome back to PT Tech Talk Podcast. This is episode 48. And if you're looking for the intersection of physical therapy and technology, you found it. Congrats. And please make sure you subscribe. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to us and type in PT Tech Talk. If you're on the go, you can check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud if you like those one or both of those podcast players or as always on YouTube for audio and visual. And uh, hey, I'm one of two co-hosts here and my name is Dave Kittle, physical therapist, and I'm the founder and CEO of Vinitial. Vinitial is a HIPAA texting app focusing on refilling open appointment slots that are on your calendar tomorrow. And you can check out vinitial.com for more. And as always, joined by my co-host, Rob Vining. Rob's a physical therapist and the founder of PT Live. PT Live is a chat, a live chat, that allows prospective patients to chat with a physical therapist and schedule an evaluation right inside the app. And you can check that out at ptlive.me for more. And today, welcome back to Dr. Ben Fung to the podcast, the PT Tech Talk podcast here. And as you probably know, but if not, uh, Ben Fung is a physical therapist, just like Rob and I, and uh, dig- digital media producer and startup entrepreneur, Ben. Welcome back, man. Thanks for having me. Very excited today. Excellent. And uh, hey, I skipped right over. Rob, we didn't forget about you. No, What's going on, Rob? I'm just ready to absorb everything that Ben's about to throw at us today. So what are we going to talk about? Kind of go into that a little bit, Dave, and then let's just throw it over to Ben. For sure. So we brought Ben back on and we wanted to go over some more digital media marketing. And I said, hey, Ben, let's catch back up. And, uh, and he mentioned, let's cover digital media marketing and what, you know, what Ben is focusing on at UpDoc Media and the digital media marketing ecosystem with starting with five general steps. So Ben, look, go ahead and take it away. All right. So I'm really glad we're getting to talk about this because I think there's going to be a lot of small business owners, clinic directors, marketers at larger enterprises. Uh, there's going to be a lot of benefit because... I would say, I mean, in, in the pre-show we were chatting the last you know, year or two, maybe even three years, there's been a lot of focus on the tactics and tools available because technology is really getting a lot better. I mean, even just recently, uh, just in the Facebook platform alone, they went from kind of this social sharing situation where likes may or may not be uh, useful, shares may or may not be useful to full on being its own advertising platform to the point where certain businesses can actually just only advertise on Facebook and Instagram as a, its own ecosphere and not even touch anything, anything else. else. Right. And, uh, you know, now that we peel that layer back a little bit and we, we take a look at what's actually going on out there and the fact that consumers are feeling that content clutter across various platforms and there are just, there's too many things now that you can't just rely on a single ecosphere, a single tool. You have to create a complete ecosystem at the very least. And not every ecosystem looks the same. Not everybody needs uh, high-end uh, email marketing software. Not everybody needs a super high-end enterprise-level website. Not everybody needs to have high-quality media productions, but you need to have the foundations covered. And um, I guess let's just get, just get right into it, and then we'll flesh each out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, on, on the surface of things, really, uh, in 2017, and we don't see this changing too soon, uh, the website seems to be the absolute anchor compared to before. Patients, especially if you're running a clinical business, but even if you're not running a clinical business, if you're running an education business or you're running a technology business uh, that happens to do HIPAA 
texting or a crowdsourced scheduling <laughs> application, whatever the case might be, it goes to the website. It goes to the website because that is how people discover you. And we're going to cover that in a little bit. Once you get away from the website, now you have to deal with different links and channels, whether it's you're driving traffic because of, of good SEO or you're driving traffic because of good advertisements and good targeting. Uh, you need to be able to point roads to that anchor. And from that anchor, you need to also have content and social proof through good media, good content, whether that's blogs or podcasts or video blogs or uh, live streams. Uh, it could even just be pictures you know, if you have a very visual product or visual brand. Then when you start to close the loop of that ecosystem, and if you envision in your head kind of the old recycle, reduce, reuse triangle, this is really more of like a five-point pentagon. pentagon. <laughs> yep. And um, you, you then want to deal with lead generation. And we're kind of stepping away from lead magnets as an industry. It's still very, very popular and very, very useful, but we're starting to see that people are, are stepping away on the consumer side. And then finally, you need some kind of management system to wrap that all together because that's a lot of stuff. Having a good website, having good ads, SEO, making sure you have good content that's either new or repurposed, and you have lead generating channels. You need something in there, whether it's a, a human team, some kind of automation, maybe semi-automation, something that is going to be able to wrap all that together so that you can receive those leads and nurture them into true paying customers and that they can repurchase you and or share their awesome experiences. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Do you see that almost like physical therapy is following the content marketing of just regular brick and mortar business or are we diverging from where they're heading? What are your thoughts on that? I, I think we're on parallel tracks. Because, yeah. uh, you know, in, in general, I would say what, what, what makes us different, especially because we are a clinical-based business as an industry, you know, there's plenty of businesses that aren't, um, but primarily, even in, in the core, call it cultural genetics of who we are as physios, it, it is a clinic-based business. It is brick and mortar. But unlike, uh, you know, going to a hair salon or going to a GNC or uh, your clothing shop of choice, it's not always a direct transaction. There's a couple of layers in terms of barriers to entry when it comes to consumer education and whatnot. So yes, we are doing content marketing almost the quote, quote, old fashioned way. Uh, right. But I think what we actually need to learn from is the restaurant business. Yeah, There's a lot we can learn from the, uh, the restaurant, the food services and hospitality business because really in terms of service experience, that is what is going to make our brands grow. But we also need to learn from the retail brick and mortar side in terms of how we create those, those leads and convert them uh, as uh, just traffic into true, true leads and then conversions into customers. Is that something like, I haven't heard you say that before, Ben, with like the service industry and the hospitality industry where we can learn and we should be learning from them because if, if you and I, or even if, if let's say Rob and Ben, they come visit me here in Brooklyn, New York, and we go out to a restaurant, uh, we're just, we're assuming like when we go to a restaurant, like we're assuming like the food's good, the food's going to be, you know, quality. We're not going to get sick. Like a lot, a lot of these things are just assumptions. And then if we have a bad experience, it's, it's less likely like the actual product, like the food, but it's something like the waiter forgot about us or they were too busy or we waited in line too long. Yeah. Are, are those some of the things that you think that physical therapists and owners can derive from and, and learn more about? 
Absolutely. I think one of the most valuable experiences in my early career was, um, was my days with Sharp Healthcare. And I had the privilege of helping the, uh, one of their central hospitals with a cultural, uh, call it like a recommitment to values. It was originally an organizational culture change. And one of the companies that they consulted with was the Disney Institute. So I learned a lot of Disney way things of doing things. And the data they presented was actually quite striking. Um, it has a lot less to do with clinical excellence. Because Dave, just like you said, like if I go to a restaurant, I expect the food to be good. I expect not to get sick. I, I have all these uh, minimal qualifiers uh, that needs to happen um, for me to be okay with things. Right. Um, and same with healthcare. You know, like I... I go to an office. I expect that I'm not going to get an infection <laughs> or I expect, expect that they're not, they're not going to hurt me or all these different things, but it's a right. lot of these untangibles, the narratives really um, that elevates the brand experience. And that could be the way that the receptionist uh, answers the phone. It could be the way that uh, emails are received and responded to, whether it's on an automation workflow or not. Uh, it could be the way that you're ushered in from the front uh, office to the back. There's actually a lot of research on re retail marketing and how you, your clinic needs to have a decompression zone so that people are in an elevated emotional state receiving that care and then processing the exact same service experience from a clinician as superior. Um, there's all these different elements that uh, I, I feel that really changes. It, it's almost like getting, you might get the same exact cut of steak from S, restaurant A to restaurant B, but if restaurant B's service was just that much more superior and that much more attentive, you're going to be loyal to that brand. Right. That's a great point, man. And changing topics and, and shifting a little bit here. And we didn't really talk about this, but it just kind of hit me in the head here. What about chatbots? Do you see that as something in the future? I know there's been a, uh, a little bit of a, I guess, a groundswell of chatbots starting since Facebook announced that they were going to be, you know, all in on chatbots in the last time they had a, their little big presentation or whatever. I think chat boxes are going to be big. I think direct message, really, if, if you loop everything into a direct digital messaging platform, I think that's going to be a very, very big thing. Um, you know, we had a little micro chat about this in the pre-show that, um, you know, like the, the, the email marketing world, it probably will remain strong forever. You know, I, I kind of psychologically and philosophically see email marketing as just the next iteration of snail mail marketing. And, I mean, snail mail marketing still works, you know, it may not work the same way it used to. And, and I feel like email marketing is starting to, um, to blend itself in a way from a consumer perspective of, okay, well, if I get stuff in my inbox, I don't have to open it. I don't have that, that sudden urge of, I need to eliminate that notification. But if I get the little one, that circle, circle one, yeah. and it's red and it's on my little message icon, I, I have to click it. Right. right. I have to deal with it. Right. It just, it bugs me at the core of my soul if I don't relieve that pressure somehow. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that what we're looking at is, uh, you know, whether it's a chat box or if it's a native platform or if it's um, like a conglomerate chat kind of thing uh, that you see more popular overseas, like WhatsApp or, or Weibo or WeChat or Line app, you know, like it's going to be something of that nature, which really means it's not platform specific per se yet. It right. really has to do with the behaviors of how you engage with the person that's talking across from you. Makes sense. Awesome. With, uh, with, some of those tactics and some of those, uh, those benefits, what are like, how do you help uh, practice owners kind of transition to understanding like the, the three R's that we kind of talked about in the, in the pre-show, like how, how do you kind of take like this 
huge digital conversation, this marketing conversation and kind of funnel down and say like, all right, well, like here's like actual reasons, like these things we should focus on because these things result in better awareness in the community, but it actually results in conversion and, and patients to come back and more revenue. So your practice can thrive and, and not shut down. Absolutely. And I think that's a great segue to kind of weave into the, um, the, the three steps or the three mandatory channels in digital marketing. Uh, if you don't mind, excuse me for just a quick second, I need to check on something in the household, something seems to be going on. Okay. But just, if you give me a quick minute, yeah, I'll be we'll right back. In. We'll fill in. No worries. Yeah, Go ahead. Fill it in. I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah. So Dave, so, I was talking about the uh, uh, chat bot, especially Mixergy with Andrew Warner. So yeah, he yeah. started Bot Academy. So right. it's a little bit of AI. Um, it's not a ton of machine learning. It's almost just an algorithm where, you know, they, everybody's in Facebook. So of course you go to where the people are and they're trying to set up systems where it's almost like a, how do I say this? It's email marketing 2.0. Right. Yeah. Because just like he said, in a know, chat form picture with that red flashing one, you're going to want to click on that. If you, um, if you get a text message, you're going to want to check on that. And I think their open rates for through the roof. Oh, it's, it's insane. It's 80, 90% or compared to email open rates that are like five, 10% or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he was focusing on, you know, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be some other way than, you know, just trying to tweak your title line and your subject line on an email to get an extra 2% open rate. But with chat bots and with direct interactions with patients, I mean, it's just going to be the, the next level. So for sure. I really love chat bots, especially like, and they, they, there's something that basically is Facebook messenger, but instead of your, let's say, let's say Rob Vining physical therapy, if you had a practice and you had a Facebook page, well, if you have a Facebook page, then there's the direct messaging, which is now messenger. Right. So if you were to message Rob's messenger right now, if he didn't have a chat bot installed into his Facebook page or into the messenger, it would just be a static, like you, you would message like, Hey, do you accept United healthcare insurance? Right. For, for example, if somebody just didn't want to look at your website, they, they ask that question. However, if you had a chat bot, you could hit the patient or the prospective consumer or client could hit like get started. And then automatically it would look like something's typing to you in, in the chat. Mm -hmm. And it would say, Hey, this is the, this is the bot account for Rob Vining physical therapy. And are you looking for customer service or do you have a question with, and then it would say like, here's examples of things you can type in. What yes. insurances do you accept? What are your hours? All these things that like usually would be a manual process for somebody to look up on a website. Instead, right. the consumer can engage in this chat bot. Yeah. And it's like limitless as to what you can put in there. Images, GIFs, videos, instead of a guide, like a report or a guide, like five steps to ease low back pain. Right that a patient would have to look on the website, put in their name and their email and get that sense of their email inbox. Instead, they can hit, sure, yeah, send that to me. And it'll have a button like yes or no, like send it, yes, or nah, I'm not interested. Right. So the patient has to actively, or the consumer has to actively engage in that chatbot and they can say yes, and then it'll look like it's typing again and it'll be that image or that PDF that guide or whatever. It's like limitless, dude. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's one of those extra tools because as a uh, patient population, we're not capturing 
nearly the amount that if we were a regular business, we would, I, I don't know how we would survive if we were a regular business or even like Ben was talking about the restaurant analogy. <laughs> Everybody eats. That's the benefit of restaurant, right? Right. But right. When people are in pain. There's so many places they can go. So it's not like, you know, somebody wants to eat and they think, oh, well, I'm the option of, you know, restaurant or a mechanic. No, they go to a restaurant. So they're already in that category with our scenario. scenario. Uh Oh, got a little feedback there. Um, With, can you hear me at all? Check, check, one, two. Oh, no. No, I can't hear you. How about now? Yes, I can. Good. What I was saying was with, uh, with our scenario, patients that have pain or they're having any sort of a, a musculoskeletal issue, they can go anywhere. So by having the availability with a chat bot or with something like PT Live on your website or doing something on your website like a, a intercom, you know, another live chat where you can also have in that system some sort of not AI. I don't want to call this artificial intelligence because it's not. It's just an algorithm. It's a question answer algorithm, but it allows patients to have more or less a one lane highway to receive information. Instead of trying to dig through the website, they're just interacting one sentence at a time. They ask one thing, they get one answer, you know, and that's right. a lot easier than going to a website and going, Ah, where do I find the insurance information? You know, where is that nugget of info buried on a website? So that's, it's going to become more streamlined and it has to be because with all the many options that are available today, they can just go back, type into Google back pain, and they're going to have a Cairo's office, a pain management specialist, an orthopedic surgeon, a neurologist, a physical therapist, massage therapist, acupuncturist, you know, right. That's just seven things I listed there, but there's a whole bunch more that they can find on Google. So For sure. Yeah. And I, and I haven't mentioned this to you, Rob, behind the scenes, but um, Avery Ratz, who we interviewed from Rats Pack Media, I had mentioned to you, I, I think I might have texted a while ago, I want to get him back on yes. to discuss Facebook chatbots. Mm-hmm. I actually went through, I engaged in his chatbot, and it gave me all this information. So if anyone's listening, you may have heard Rats Pack Media. So facebook.com slash rats, R-A-T-Z, ratspackmedia.com. If you go to his messenger, go to that account, hit messenger, it'll say something like get started. You click that button. You can do it on your phone and it'll be from Facebook. It'll take you into the messenger app or you can do it on the the web on your laptop or desktop. And all of a sudden he'll start messaging you, but it's automated. It's already, it's like a tree of messages that he's already assembled ahead of time based on what are the potential buttons and where do the buttons then take that person. It all would be consumed by the prospective consumer, such as myself on messenger. And it would say things like, do you want to, do you want to learn more about this or not? And, or unsubscribe or continue to learn more about this and then click here for this report or click here for this graph or this, yeah. this link or whatever. So I, I almost went through like a mini Facebook ads course for free. I got more information, training, knowledge yeah. from a person who is extremely on the point of 
updates on Facebook ads, Facebook ads manager, yeah. and now with chatbot. So we got to get him back on for that, for, yeah. for the chatbot. Absolutely. That's, that's going to be really interesting uh, in the next year. Or so I think they're, you know, it's going to be an exponential growth curve to the point where one person's using it and then they tell one person and then, you know, it's just going to go two and then four. And then what is that, that analogy where you take paper and you fold it in half in 30 folds, it's enough to get out of earth's atmosphere and in 40 folds, it's enough to get to the moon. And it's like this exponential growth with chatbots is going to be something that we see happen relatively quick in the next year or two. Ben, you're back. I am back. I'm sorry, guys. Just a uh, kiddo came down with some kind of sickness and uh, oh. belly tummy ache and just had oh. to attend to the drama a little bit. Yeah. You might hear him in the back, so I apologize, guys. It's, it's all right. Yeah, definitely. Life man. happens. We hope he's all right. Yeah. Well, he's okay. He's just like, he's His emotions are worse for wear. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So... so yeah, we were, uh, so we're talking about the three R's, how that loops everything together in the ecosystem and how that leads to the three mandatory, and I do mean mandatory channels um, that you have to have at a minimum. Right. So, so um, go ahead. Oh, oh wait, is, just, that, is that an echo that I'm hearing? <laughs> Rob just muted himself. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so yeah, the three R's. Uh, the three R's is, is what we call reception, reactivation, and reviews. And, and the second two R's really can come in, in either way, but they, they all kind of, um, they kind of all exist in the same space, kind of consider it like old school baseball fields and, and football fields. They might have shared the same stadium, but you play by different rules. And, and it's, um, that really exists in the management system space. So again, whether you're using like a top-end thing like HubSpot, uh, or something free like Hootsuite, or if you're on MailChimp versus Infusionsoft or Yext, or it doesn't really matter what you're using. The fact is, you have to have a system, a management system in place, and that might be an employee manual. It might be automation to save yourself some time. Who knows? But you have to have something where you can meaningfully receive reach outs, leads on the customer side. And if you if we go back to say both that parallel thought of a retail space versus a restaurant, right? Somebody has to be able to pick up the phone and say, Hey, look, this is, you know, this is so-and-so. How can I help you? It's like, Oh, could I talk to the jeans department? And you have to have somebody be able to receive that or, Hey, just wondering uh, when your happy hour is, you know, and if I need a reservation, you have somebody to receive that and make a meaningful connection. Now every once in a while, like one of my favorite restaurants is um, Outback Steakhouse. Most of the restaurant locations have an automated uh, voice system where you have like three different uh, options because, there's a, like a general information one where you can get uh, locations, but then there's also the takeout receptionist and then the main hall, dining hall receptionist who's actually uh, more of your uh, hostess. So that's perfectly fine, but it has to be meaningful in a way to the user, to the, to the end consumer that they know what's happening. They know, they know what's being reached reach out to them and for what purpose. Uh, and that it actually feels at least mostly organic it has to feel somewhat like it's going to be a person right because that's a big thing yeah. um once you have that received then it's on your service team and in the space of physical therapy it's going to be your clinicians your your actual receptionist any kind of text or aids you have your ptas your billing office uh, your man your office manager everybody all in tandem they need to be able to service that but we already expressed and agreed that that's kind of a basic qualifier like you you, you have to at least be not bad in the clinic but then you really get into the interesting side of the fact that it is an ecosystem. And, and we chose that word very carefully because we're imagining uh, something like eighth grade biology where you have the clouds and they condense into rain. The rain turns into rivers. Rivers turns uh, into riverlands. Riverlands have fish and they have bunnies and they have wolves and so on and so forth. Like everything kind of 
uh, goals all the way together. And this is where it starts to close the loop. You have reactivation, which is uh, commonly just repurchasing. You have repurchasing behaviors. Apple's probably the best at that as well as Disney. And then you have reviews and, and reviews are probably most common in the space of, uh, of restaurant tourists, which is why I think it's something we can really, really benefit of learning by industry by industry uh, is checking out restaurant tours and how they get uh, without basically ever asking how they get their patrons to review on what most private practice owners consider to be the devil, which is Yelp. <laughs> and nobody right. wants to, nobody ever wants to go there, but Ron that's actually, listening. he hates Yelp. Yeah. Nobody. And I, I have yet, yet to, to meet, me. you know, and I, I take that back. There's one private practice owner in um, kind of Midwest ish. Uh, and um, like Yelp is their primary lead generation source is uh, that's where they're, that's where they get everything. Um, but that's really what the three R's represent is you need to be able to receive somebody so they don't trickle off the side. And, and how many of us have, uh, you know, stood in a retail line because that's still part of the reception. The, the, the transaction hasn't occurred. How many of us have stepped into a retail line? We only needed one thing, but there's too many people in the uh, automated checkout and there's not enough people in the regular ca uh, cash register. And we just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm out. <laughs> and it, it, happens it happens very frequently. Right. And, uh, and similarly in, in clinical practice, when it comes to reactivation, that's a little bit more of a sensitive topic because it's not hard for, for me to, you know, if I'm a, say a liquor store to say, Hey, come back. You can buy a case of beer uh, for half off. Like that's not very difficult of a sell in healthcare. We're supposed to be pitching necessary care. And so we need to be able to define that unless we're going into uh, the health fitness wellness space, which then is, you know, free game. I think the harder thing though is managing reviews. How do we make sure that the people we ask to review us aren't going to drop a bomb on us <laughs> and give us the old one or two star. And, and I think that's where the ecosystem begins to make sense is that, okay, well, this will work. I will get good reviews when I, A, attract the right people, the actual customers I want to my website, driven by the SEO and or the ads that I want, nurtured and you know, given proof by the, the social media or the content or the blogs or the video blogs uh, that they see that it jives with the cultural perceptions that they already have. And then when you put out the lead generation pieces, which may or may not be lead magnets, it may or may not be an ebook or a webinar or a free screening or a workshop, who knows? But whatever you're using uh, to, to hook them into making contact to you, that's the ultimate opt-in is that phone, phone call, call or, that, or the text message inquiry or the direct message inquiry. Um, and how do you receive that into actually getting in there? And then through that whole mire of, of the service experience, how do you identify the brand champions to set yourself up for success to run the next cycle of the ecosystem? Right. When you guys, when you and UpDoc Media, when you're speaking with practice owners, when you're consulting with them, when you're, you know, offering free strategy calls, when you discuss five general points and when you cover with them like hey uh potentially point number two ads or seo which at when we're talking about ads it's either you know on google adwords or it's paid facebook ads those are by the way online those are like the only real two platforms anyone should be worrying about you're you will hear that from ben and uh, there's there's the paid there's the paid side of ads and seo so seo uh, you're probably going to need someone to help you with keywords and, you know, H1 tagging and all these types of things. Or there's also free media like 
we talked about the blogs, Facebook live videos, uh, video content on your website or on your Instagram account or your Facebook account or whatever. It's, it's so much easier, Ben, right, for any of us to put out free stuff versus paid ads. Do you discuss with owners like, hey, it's kind of like you kind of get what you pay for. Like you can mm -hmm. definitely reach an inner circle of folks with free Facebook live video. And, and now that's actually getting some really great reach. However, if you're looking to reach prospective patients or prospective consumers that have never heard of that clinic, that physical brick and mortar clinic, you have to lean them towards paid ads and SEO, like the, the paid services, right? Yep. You absolutely do. I mean, it's, it's something that I, I forgot where I first said this, but I, I said something effective of marketing is fuel for the vehicle of your business. If you want it to run, you have to fuel it up and you do have to pay for stuff. You get what you pay for. I mean, I think the one of the biggest lessons in the last couple of years is uh, in websites, you get what you pay for. If you, if you bought a $200 website, it looks like a $200 website. If you bought a $5,000 website, it looks like a $5,000 website because the website is really the, the, the virtual home of your business. You know, it's, you can 24 seven. Yeah. And it's 24 seven and, and it's, you know, it's, you can, you can have this little shack or you can have a mansion and it also depends on the foundation in terms of like the, the technology of how it's coded and what platforms is built upon. But you absolutely do. Well, we definitely recommend people need to spend money. Um, on average, if you have like a solo uh, clinic, uh, we tell people you need to be prepared to spend about 500 bucks a month. Uh, just because that seems to be the the magical number, and it's not like you'll, you'll spend every dime every single month. Because there's ways to bid, and there's ways to strategize your budget. Uh, but you need to be mentally prepared that, well, if you spend five hundred dollars a month, and, and say just let's say say it's just AdWords alone, and that causes an extra two thousand uh, people to come to your website locally. And even if only like some terrible meager 1% convert as actual customers, that's 20 extra patients that month. That's insane. Right. And so and when you just, when you put it out in that kind of a, of a math, you're like, okay, well, if it's 20 extra patients that month, then if I multiply that even by, like say all of them fail to finish course of care, they only, they only bring, bring in a thousand dollars, right? Now you're dealing with $20,000 of gross revenue for $500. But it's not that simple sometimes because you'll, you'll, you'll have that talking like, great, when do I sign up for ads? Well, you have to make sure that your website actually converts. How good is that website? Yeah. Make sure that the website has the right feature sets and the user experience content flow works in a way where people actually scroll through your stuff, get to know you, whether they click to call or click to email or opt in or uh, you know what have you. It needs to flow in a way that makes sense to the person that's shopping you out and then makes them want to create a purchasing behavior. Otherwise, then you are throwing money to the wind because you've driven all sorts of awesome traffic to your website, but none of it converts. And, and that's, that's where really the ecosystem discussion continues to, to deepen is go, oh, wow, okay, so I might have like the world's best social media handles, but I also need ads to drive that to the website, but the website also has to be well-developed. And if I have a well-developed website and I'm capturing leads, say I'm, I'm totally down with email marketing because that's what works for my brand and my consumers. Then I also still need to have a, an email marketing system or software or, or systems of softwares uh, to nurture that into the three R's again, to make sure that they convert into customers. And, and then you see that the forest becomes a lot thicker, a lot more diverse, uh, but that also means you have a lot of opportunity and options. Right. Just on that end with, with talking about, um, I guess, putting in the time to get that return on investment when you're putting in the time for ads 
it's a little bit scalable. But when you put in the time for social media and outreach and trying to connect that way, it's not as scalable, but it creates a better relationship. Like the patient feels like they already know you before they schedule. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the brand effect, like, cause we're, let me d- double that back um, mm-hmm. into something we teased out in the pre-show also, which is, uh, you know, being stuck on the tool versus focusing on the house. You know, like I see every single digital media and marketing tool, uh, you know, tool as a tool, you know, it's a hammer, it's a nail, um, you know, it's a drill, it's a screwdriver, um, or it might be a resource. It might be a, a, you know, two by four, but how do you put together your house is really the question. Um, and you're, you're completely right that, social media itself um, and, and media content like it, that is a way for people to get to know you intimately before they even pick up the phone. And um, that's something I shared at CSM in our social PT talk. Perhaps something that uh, has worked better than ever before uh, is patient victory stories. And it's really nothing much more than a combination, a combination. of a tes- a testimonial slash micro documentary. Yeah, it's like a video and- version of Yelp. Yeah, it very much is. And, and you know, in, it, it's the same archetype. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually created this video already. I just haven't finished my blog post. <laughs> but it, it's uh, if you follow the hero's archetype from like ninth grade reading or whatever writing, where you, you have it, you identify your hero and you identify the problem, the struggle, you show them going through the dungeon and how they rise and, and conquer their beast. Uh, and then you show resolution no matter what. I mean, that's it's kind of the Pixar story, which is why Pixar works so well, um, is we, as, as you know, in the human experience, we love that. We love it because we can see ourselves or see our family members going through the exact same story and the exact same struggle. And when you get on that emotional wavelength, which is probably something that no amount of, of uh, I would say, automated technology will ever be able to reach. When you get on that emotional wavelength, that is when stuff goes crazy. And we've seen it in terms of the metrics because everybody's always looking at, okay, what's my cost per user acquisition? What's my CPC? Like we talk about all these different things, open rates, click-through rates. Well, let me tell you this, like uh, on our side, what we've seen is you get about 10 to 20 times the organic time when you put out content that is patient focused, that isn't like stretch of the week or exercise of the week or, um, you know, check out this cool dry needling technique, you know, and those are still important because we need to show that we are content experts. But again, it's part of an ecosystem, right? A little, you know, uh, and almost a little bit like the butterfly effect. Like it might be butterflies that are the dry needling or the manipulation videos. Um, but it is that the, you know, the entire, uh, we'll reach out to, uh, to Dave's geography, right? It, it is the, uh, the grand falls occurs at the, at the patient victory stories. That's Niagara right there, but you have to have everything around it for Niagara to work. Love it. Um, ben, with the discovery, attraction, and conversion systems, did we, did we really go into that or cover that earlier or no? No, we didn't. That's when I had a runoff. <laughs> so I think All it's right. a good time to segue through. Yeah, let's jump into that. Um, so I guess on a, uh, on a parallel wavelength, right, you have these five basic steps of, of establishing yourself a solid digital ecosystem, uh, where everything plays off of itself, you get synergistic effects. So you're not just paying dollar for dollar, dollar for time, but you're getting, you know, two bucks back for every dollar and then eventually five, then 10, then 20. And then when you're getting good at what you're doing or you partner, uh, you know, with the, the right firm, now you're getting, you know, like 10 X and 20 X. All that still goes back to the fact that as you build this and as you reevaluate systematically, cause you should be, 
you need at least one discovery platform, one attraction platform, and one direct conversion platform, no matter where you are, no matter really what your business is. Um, nine times out of 10, if you're a, a clinic, it's probably going to be your website. That's the discovery point. Somebody's probably going to Google you and it could be a, uh, it, it could be a direct or a discovery. It could be the fact that somebody told you, Hey, check out ABC physical therapy and you Google that, or it might be physical therapy in a zip code and it becomes a discovery, uh, you know, opportunity right there. But then the, the other parts call it, uh, you know, call it a numbers three and four. Those are your attraction channels where you put out content or you put out lead magnets or you uh, do live broadcasts in a way that attracts people to your brand. They found you, but now I need to like you. Um, the, the phrases I've said, it's kind of like dating is, you know, is, uh, is find me, like me, love me. And so once you are liked, you need to transition that to love, which means a, a buy. And usually purchasing, the off-ramp of purchasing has to be a direct uh, messaging or direct contact approach. And that could be a phone call. It could be a chat bubble, right? Um, it could be a direct message within a social media platform. It might be an email, whatever the case might be. Um, you need those three. And if you don't, and I would say most clinics have number three, most people, most clinics have a direct conversion platform, platform, but what they're missing is, is probably the fully fleshed out version of number one or number two or how number one and two connect. What are the new things that are coming out or any technologies that you've seen that help those first two? Anything specific? I would say that the, the, the one thing that I've seen in terms of discovery that is, is starting to really make a difference um, is that websites are ironically getting a little easier to manage uh, because there's language that builds upon language that builds upon language. Now you actually have web, web building platforms versus coding everything. Uh, and because of that, you know, like for us, we, we primarily do WordPress stuff because it's modular, highly customizable, uh, updates frequently, which is a double-edged sword because everybody freaks out for about five minutes every Monday or something like that. Um, um, but, yeah. but, you know, the, the, the key there is that because it is modular, um, there are ways, there are great plugins and um, you can update the content frequently in a way that people can find you. And, and that's probably the key right there is to make sure that you're on a platform that allows for easy discovery and quality traffic. People aren't just coming on your site and leaving right away. Right. Um, there are partners out there like Yex that help with uh, you know your listings, which is becoming a very, very big deal. Um, and there's, I mean, all, all these platforms I feel have their na own native solutions, like the entire Google business ecosystem. Actually, they send you a lot of tips. If even if you're on AdWords Express, you don't, you haven't activated the fully fleshed out AdWords. They'll still tell you different things that you can do to help with your, uh, your rankings in terms of your ads and, and everything else like that. Same with Facebook, uh, the business platforms where, you know, you might throw something out there, uh, for people to discover you, maybe you, uh, you created a video on the uh, ads manager and it's a uh, send a message to the clinic about how something works, you know, like a, like a foot pain video or back pain video. Um, and you have to be you know, kind of careful about how you phrase that because Facebook doesn't like the word pain and they don't like user attributes. You have to kind of say, check out these, uh, like health restoring exercises or something like that. You have to be creative about how you say it. Right. Um, right. but those things are still very you know, almost like surface easy tools uh, for clinic owners and uh, in-house marketers to use with, with really excellent ROI. The attraction part I feel is the harder thing to answer because um, as technology improves and as technology goes through its waves of expansion and condensation, um, discovery is only going to get easier and easier and easier. Search engines are only better now than they were yesterday. Right. But attracting people in the 
this, this uh, universe of content clutter where curation is valuable and not just the content itself. I don't know that there's much stuff out there outside of just genuinely spending time on production value. I think that in times like this, you know, if we reach back into, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the AOL days, like kind of like internet, at even like 0.5, if you wanted to call it that, yeah. um, where, where we, we couldn't rely on internet for, for any kind of marketing. It was still print ads. It was still radio ads. It was still billboards um, and television. When you're looking at that time when, when that level of, uh, call it traditional media was ubiquitous, People that had the best marketing efforts had high production value content. Right. It wasn't filmed by like a high school hand and camera. You know, it was, it was professionally done. And, and same with what you see now. Now everything is ubiquitous. Social media is ubiquitous. Everybody has email. Everybody has websites. Everybody has everything. So now we're going back to production value. And, and that's just a sway of, of how technology and marketing works. When you have a ubiquity in technology and platforms and everyone is special. So no one is, then the special part isn't about what you use is how you use it. Yeah. It's like a sniper versus a Gatlin gun, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Precision. Absolutely. Sniper Production is absolutely the sniper. Dave, did we have any, I don't think there was any questions on the Facebook live. Did you have any other questions that you wanted to go into? I'm triple checking on the Facebook live. Yeah, I'm checking it right now. Um, Actually, since, since we have you here, Ben, what are some things like uh, we've covered a lot of these different like steps, like, you, you know, different generalized steps and then even like hyper-focused, like here's a couple like waterfall steps, like discovery, attraction, conversion, and even reception, reactivation, and reviews. Are these all things that you guys help practice owners with? Like could a practice owner come to you and say, Hey, uh, for services, like do you guys offer like you can build websites, you can help me with ads and SEO and media and lead gen and how to convert the lead gen and what types of software tools. Like you, you mentioned like lead pages or click funnels or infusion soft, what types of things for leads, um, email, follow up, email, uh, automation. Do you help practice owners with every single, every single thing I just said and more, or if not, let us know. And if more, let us know. Yes. <laughs> Easy. So we, we, we help with all of it. So at, at UpDoc Media, you know, we, uh, we're still a very young company, all things considered. We have a, we have a large footprint because we, we kind of planned it that way. Um, we, we, saw, we were looking at kind of how companies in that look to establish in a space, establish themselves in a space, especially if the space is relatively new. Uh, and in healthcare media, just wasn't covered the same way that other uh, industries were. So we kind of have this Amazon approach, you know, having the brand and the required competencies and internal supply chains to be able to fulfill uh, the needs of our, our industry. And our, honestly, it's our colleagues it's to help our colleagues where, you know, their, their competency is clinical. Um, and our competency is everything else that gets people into that door. So yeah, we build websites. Um, we run ads, we do local SEO. We help create, uh, you know, professional level polish media productions to even almost we quasi unprofessionalize it to a degree because we don't want clinics to suddenly have all this professional content and it all of a sudden looks way too paid for. And that can, can come across a little bit, um, just a little bit canned. We do help with lead generation, you know, when it comes to any of the platforms, uh, management systems like Infusionsoft, MailChimp, um, Shout out to our, uh, our PT friends at Strive Lab. So yes, we do all of these things, um, but we do them in a certain order. And we do them in an order that uh, helps build the 
ecosystem out rather than a la carte it. And then that comes from just the next iteration of what we're doing now, because uh, we recognize that as convenient on a budgetary level, uh, a la carte services are and a la carte products are, they aren't good for the entire company ecosystem. We want to do right by our customers is to make sure that if you're spending money, you're getting the return that you not only want in the short term, but you're also set up for success in the long term. And we discovered when we do that, um, there's kind of like a, a bittersweet customer lifetime thing that goes on at UpDoc uh, where um, partners will eventually graduate because they, they've grown too much. You know, they can, without a doubt, afford an internal marketer that has been picking up these, uh, these competencies along the way. And we completely support that because that means we've done our job. Yep. Awesome. Hey, Ben, we actually do have a question right now on the Facebook Live. And it's, right. from, it's from a practice owner, Kenneth Nigwu, N-G-W-U. And uh, if I pronounce that improperly, Kenneth, I apologize. He's the owner and he's a physical therapist at 180 Therapy and Wellness. And Ben, his question was, do you mind sharing what video camera that Recharge uses to film their content or to film your content? I want to say it's a GH5. That's a good uh, gene question because I'm, I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> but I want to say it's a GH5. Um, and quite honestly, like, yeah, the camera itself absolutely matters. Uh, we also use Osmos, which are um, a triple gimbal stabilized 4K device. Uh, over here. One sec. Show and tell. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, I love getting into this. This is what separates our podcast from the others. This, this is the point of the video where you have to jump over to the YouTube to check out the video. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Or the Facebook live replay. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm back. Um, so this is, this is an awesome. So this is actually my preference of, of recording devices. And I, I won't turn on cause then I have to like dig out the phone and everything. Um, but th this is an auto stabilized camera and um, it connects uh, through direct Wi-Fi to your phone, your smartphone, and your phone becomes the uh, operating and viewing apparatus. And this thing does all the recording with a micro uh, SD chip. Uh, but why, the reason I like this so much, especially for clinical videos, is you can move around and this thing will stabilize. And Okay, wow, it's got the handle and everything. Cool. Yeah, and this thing, yeah, handle everything. Uh, this is a triple gimbal, so it's, it's triple stabilized. I've tried this out. I've run, ran around like it's Call of Duty and it is stable. <laughs> you know, like it, is, it is a very stable... Uh, you know, slick thing, and you know, and and it's it's less than thousand bucks. So you have less than thousand dollars. You have a mobile, you know, friendly, great for conferences. It has a you know comes with a little tiny battery that doesn't last too long, but it's perfect for clinical videos, um, and and especially for uh, interviews and B roll stuff because you can you know interview say uh, you know patient A or John or Sally, and you can you know sit down and frame them. You can hold it. You have kind of this like office type approach where it floats a little bit, and you feel like you're in the space. But then you can catch them doing different things like exercises or receiving annual therapy or smiling and talking with the receptionist as she's checking in, all that kind of stuff. And then you feel like you're actually there. So from like a, if you're going to invest, if you're a private practice owner or you're a, a in-house marketer and you're looking to buy something, um, you don't necessarily have to buy the most expensive thing uh, unless you have the, the technical savvy to use it. Because, um, you know, truth be told, when it comes to operating those cameras, that's not me. I'm the storyteller. I don't know how to operate that, that kind, kind of camera of to do it justice, but I know how to use this and I know how to tell a really good story with this. And so that, that, that would be my, my advice is, you know, when getting started is it isn't necessarily the, uh, you know, the production value is, is multifaceted. And, and the one part of the production value that I find that a lot of uh, places forget is the story itself as, as, 
pretty as pictures might be. Uh, and we hear this all the time. And it's, it's funny because it's not on top of mind when we're doing it for our own businesses. But when we go see a really visually pleasing movie that has no storyline, what do we hear? Nothing but, oh, there's no character development. It was a lot of great explosions, you know, but you're not happy with the movie. Uh, and similarly, with what we produce uh, to share on our digital platforms on behalf of our own company brands uh, to champion patient victory stories, you have to go back to that human connection. Awesome. I did see Kenneth. He followed up in the Facebook Live and he mentioned that his last name is pronounced New. So Kenneth New from 180 Therapy and Wellness. Hopefully you can check out that camera and that stabilizer if you're interested. But I think even more important is the information that Ben just mentioned about storytelling. So I think we're going we're gonna to wrap up. But Ben, where is a great place for anyone to contact you for more? I know you're on every single social platform. Yeah, so let, let's do this. Uh, I have a public phone number. It's 470-BEN-FUNG. 470-BEN-FUNG. And incidentally, 470 is an area code that is uh, hailing out of Social Circle, Georgia. Go figure. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. So 470 Ben Fung, you can text it, you can call it anytime. It is a Google voice number, so you have to you know, drop your name. And texting is probably the easiest way to just get right in front of my face. Otherwise, you can email me at ben at updocmedia.com. Uh, but everything else in terms of Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook page, Twitter, it's all Dr. Ben Fung, D-R-B-E-N-F-U-N-G. Awesome. So for Robin, I hear... FPD Tech Talk, episode 48. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time, your attention. And Ben, thank you for your time and for your information, your knowledge, and your expertise. Thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime.